Welcome to today's episode of the Catholic Wives Desiring Peace podcast. Our topic for today is going to be all about self-awareness and understanding and understanding toxic patterns. And we're going to dive in pretty quick on how you can figure out if the behaviors that you're dealing with, with your in-laws, really are toxic, or maybe it's just normal behavior and it's something that you're not used to. Are you a Catholic wife grappling with challenging in-laws? The Catholic Wives Desiring Peace podcast is your sanctuary for navigating the sometimes stormy seas of life with in-laws while being validated for what you've experienced. Join me, your host, Miriam Susan, a Catholic wife who's weathered nearly three decades of in-law drama as we tackle the tough issues you're dealing with head on. Let's first talk about what is normal behavior. And when I say normal, it doesn't mean necessarily that it's healthy behavior <laughs> because not all behavior it, that is normal is healthy, but it's generally not considered to be toxic. So everybody makes mistakes, right? You make mistakes. I make mistakes. Your priest makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. But the way to differentiate between someone who is just a normal person that makes mistakes versus someone who is exhibiting toxic behavior, well, there's some certain things to look out for. So someone who is just a normal person, they're not highly toxic, um, they don't have any kind of personality disorders, they might do something wrong and then they will come to you and apologize. They'll try to make amends. They will own up to what they have done. They will apologize to you and genuinely apologize, not not something like, you know, well, I'm sorry I made you mad. That's not an apology. <laughs> That's not an apology. They're just expressing that they're sorry that you reacted to something that they did, right? And so it would be somebody who says, you know, I'm really sorry that I spoke to you that way. I shouldn't have done that. I should have been uh, gentler with my words and I hope that you'll forgive me. I'll try not to do that again. That is a genuine apology. Now it doesn't have to follow that exact script because again, you know, we're not perfect. We can't expect our in-laws or anybody around us to be perfect, but the elements of, you know, a genuine apology are, you know, owning up for what they did, being specific, uh, saying that they're sorry, and then a, a demonstration that they're not going to continue doing that. Okay. So that's an example of someone who maybe is a, a more normal person who just made a mistake. Um, they won't try to normalize their behavior. They won't try to um, push it onto you, push the blame onto you as a, as a general behavior or reaction. But when you start to look at toxic behaviors. Some of the traits you will find with people who do have toxic behavior is when you start to push back or you say, you know what, that really hurt me. Or I don't like it when you do that. Some of the things that they will do is they will say, uh, well, why are you so sensitive? You made me do it. They will start to deflect and take the blame off of them and try to push it back on you. So that's one type of behavior that is definitely toxic. Another one is when they apologize, they don't really apologize. Like I said before, if they say something like, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry it made you mad. I'm sorry for whatever you think I did. Those are not apologies. <laughs> they use the words that they think you want to hear, which is I'm sorry, uh, but it's not really an apology. Or if they say I'm sorry, but you know, 
I'm sorry I hurt your feelings, but it, you know, I was tired. I'm sorry that I didn't do what you asked me to do, but you said you were going to do it first. When you, when you use the word but, uh, it kind of negates everything that was said before that in the sentence. So that's not really an apology. Uh, another thing that highly toxic people do is that they tend to normalize their behavior or other people around them. If you're in a toxic family culture, you could have somebody who is around that person who will help normalize that behavior. So you might hear things like, well, that's just how dad is. Well, that's just how mom is. You just got to love her. You just got to love him. That's just how mom is. That's how they've always been. That's a sign of toxic behavior. It's a sign of not only that person who caused the pain, um, that's toxic and not owning up to it. But now they have all these little people around them who want to maintain the structure of the family, the way that it is, the behaviors, the dysfunction of the family, the way that it is, and make you feel bad for trying to push against it. Um, and as a daughter-in-law, that's not a good place. That's not a good place to be in. As I had a fairly normal relationship with my parents growing up and yet my parents were not perfect. And there were times when my mom deeply upset me. There were times when my dad deeply upset me, but they made amends. They came to me. I even remember one time in high school where my mom really, really upset me. And she ended up writing me this, she made me this giant card. I mean, it was like poster board size card. And she wrote out how sorry she was. And she you know, said she would not do that again. And just I remember it was like in, in a Crayola marker that she wrote it, but she made an attempt to make amends because she wanted to heal the relationship. And that's something that you just don't find in toxic people. They're not wanting to heal the relationship. They're just wanting the control back that they had when you started to push back, when you started to, you know, say, you know what, I didn't, I don't like that. Or no, we're not going to do that. Or we've decided to do something else and it's not what they want you to do. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope that this brings some awareness to maybe what you're going through and bring to light what is actually happening. And I actually have a really great assessment available in my program, the ECW framework that walks you through how to get through these stormy seas that often happen when you married into a family that is not quite as functional, um, healthy as you maybe thought it would be or had hoped it would be. So uh, if you'd like more information on that, you can go to www.empoweredcatholicwife.com to look for more information on that. So you can get that assessment and find out where you stand, where your in-laws stand and, and really check yourself and say, you know, is this really my imagination? Am I making things bigger than they really are? Or do I really have some serious things that we need to deal with and that my husband and I need to talk about to protect our marriage, to protect our own mental health and any children that you have in the picture? So thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Catholic Wives Desiring Peace podcast. Until next time, go in peace. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Catholic Wives Desiring Peace podcast. I have a free gift for you that I would love for you to get. It is my free scripts for toxic in-laws. It's a 
little PDF that you can use to give you some examples of how to speak to your in-laws about certain issues. I'd love to give it to you absolutely free. So if you head to desiringpeace.com forward slash gift, it will be there waiting for you. Just enter your name and email so you can start using it for inspiration on how to talk with your toxic in-laws. Again, thanks so much for tuning in. Go to desiringpeace.com forward slash gift to claim your gift now. Disclaimer. All content and information on this podcast and our website, including our programs, products, and or services, is for information and educational purposes only and does not constitute professional medical, psychiatric, or mental health advice of any kind and does not establish any kind of professional client relationship by your listening to this podcast or use of my website. A professional client relationship with you is only formed after we have expressly entered into a written agreement with you that you have signed, including our fee structure and other terms to work with you in a specific matter. Although we strive to provide accurate general information, the information presented here is not a substitute for any kind of professional advice, and you should not rely solely on this information. Always consult a professional in the area for your particular needs and circumstances prior to making any professional, medical, or mental health-related decisions.